Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review Special, looking at the European elections 2019 as they affect Surrey. Well, we're having a look at the uh, results in Surrey in terms of the European elections. And, Hugh, I, I guess it's fairly well following the national trend, I guess. Yes, it seems that um, Surrey is certainly very evenly split in many ways between the Brexit Party and the Liberal Democrats. I was crunching some numbers last night, and I don't have the exact figures from Waverley Borough, but if we count the other ten boroughs, if we just look at them, um, then we've got the Brexit Party party pretty much on exactly one-third of the vote. 33.33% actually is according to my calculations. Liberal Democrats, meanwhile, um, Surrey-wide on 31.12, so only a slight sliver behind them. Uh, Further behind, we've got uh, the Green Party and the Conservatives on about 11, 11 11.5% each. A bit further behind that, Labour just pulling up about 5%. Change UK behind that, 4.78%. UKIP and all the others further behind even still. Indeed, yes, and I I guess uh, like uh, a lot of people are doing is trying to draw together and add up if you like, the uh, leave vote and the remain vote. Yes, I've seen a lot of people doing that, but I find that a little strange because aside from the fact that all the remain parties um, back a second referendum, that doesn't necessarily mean they're the same party. And the mistake that we could be making by doing that is saying that they all stand for the same thing. There'll be some party loyalists, maybe to the Lib Dems or the Green Party, who would Uh, vote for them in any case. Just like there were some party loyalists to um, Labour and the Conservatives who either wanted um, a second referendum or for Brexit to just happen, who, despite all the problems that uh, Conservatives and Labour might have had with them, these people would still have voted for them anyway. So it's not very accurate to say, I I wouldn't say that... um, that all the Remain votes together make up one entity, essentially. No, and of course, some people who voted Conservative or Labour might be a mixture of Leavers and Remainers as well. Oh, so absolutely. Though I guess you could say those who voted, voted for Brexit Party or UKIP definitely want out. Yes, uh, absolutely. I'd, I'd say so, that was probably a fairly, uh, yeah. a fairly safe, yes. safe bet. Well, in Surrey, anyway, if you add up uh, the Brexit Party and UKIP, you get to 36.6%. And that compares with the UK average of doing that of uh, 34.9. So we're, we're slightly up on that. Slightly uh, up on that by a, by a couple of percentage nothing points. Nothing much. Uh, Liberal Democrats and Green, you can add together to, and I think by my and calculation... Change. And yeah. change. By my rough calculation, you probably get about 47, yeah. uh, 48% just, uh, just mm. from eyeballing that. Yes, whereas the UK average is only 40%. So mm. there's obviously a bit more of a... An emphasis there. Um, And if you look at the Conservative vote, I think in Surrey it was 11.2%, but nationally 9.1%. So not surprising, Mm. I guess, in Surrey. And Labour on 10.4 in Surrey and 14.1 nationally. So, uh, again, probably not a surprise that. Yes, and uh, Labour coming in, if we look at all the boroughs that we have results for, um, Labour coming fifth or sometimes even sixth behind Change UK in a lot of those boroughs. 
Yeah, I think it might be useful just to go through um, briefly what's been happening in the boroughs, and it's quite interesting the pattern that you've discerned here, that uh, in a number of boroughs the Liberals have come first with the Brexit Party second, and that's Elmbridge, uh, Epsom and Yule, Guildford and Mole Valley and, uh, and Waverley and Woking, and then we've got the reverse happening with Brexit coming first and Liberal Democrats second in yeah, the other boroughs, in Rygate and uh, Runnymede, Spelthorne, Surrey Heath, Tandridge and um, Rushmore. Yes, it was quite an interesting turnout because we're looking at Rushmore as well here. Yeah. Um, invariably, Brexit Party and Lib Dems were either first or second. They alternated between them um, as you go down the boroughs. Similarly, in third and fourth, it was always the Conservatives or the Greens, again, swapping over depending on the borough. Fifth and sixth, again, Change UK and Labour would um, swap between them over those positions. So it was always Lib Dems first or Brexit Party second or Brexit Party first and Lib Dems second. It just shows us how split the voters are. Mm. And of course, you know, uh, obviously a disastrous night for UKIP and they're, they're in seventh place in all our boroughs. Yes, but essentially when you look at it, the Brexit party in um, in a large part is just a rehashing of UKIP. In fact, um, the thing that a lot of people don't seem to remember is that a lot of the Brexit party MEPs were Brexit party MEPs before the election. When the Brexit party formed, all these UKIP MEPs who'd left UKIP and were sitting as independents then joined the Brexit party. So they were there to begin with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, that's what's happened really, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. in overall terms... I think nationally there were used to be 24 UKIP uh, uh, MEPs, now there are none, and there are now 29 Brexit uh, party yes. MEPs, so an increase of five yes. really over the over the base they inherited. Yes, so I suppose when you look at that, um, what is what was uh, UKIP back then, probably you could argue is now the Brexit party, they're still, that's still a net increase to them, both in terms of share of the vote and the number of MEPs, so oh, they're yes. still on the march. Absolutely, they've had, they had a good night, didn't they? Uh, meanwhile, mind you, it's uh, nationally amazing what the Liberals have done, they've uh, gone from one MEP, an increase of 15 to 16 MEPs. I know, and they're in, um, I think, pretty much every region they've got, uh, mm. apart from possibly Wales and Northern Ireland, they have... Mm. Uh, MEPs everywhere, mm. uh, whereas the Conservatives, they're now down to four. I mean, mm. I remember um, 10 years ago in 2009 when it was um, when the Labour Party was at a point of sort of deep unpopularity under Gordon Brown and they were being knocked out uh, left, right, and centre. And then um, five years later in 2014, when it was the Lib Dems' turn to be wiped mm. out and they ended up with one. MEP um, in the southeast of England across the whole of the UK. And now we look at it, the Conservatives, just four MEPs in the whole country. And yeah, incredible, isn't it? Yes. N- no MEPs in uh, London, Said Kamal, he's out there. Southwest England, again, no, uh, no MEPs. The East Midlands, and this is particularly interesting because this is an area where Labour are losing their grip, and a lot of this vote did go to the Conservatives, particularly at the last general election all been swept up by the Brexit party, not a single Conservative MEP there. No, uh, obviously a good night for the Greens, uh, going up from three to seven Definitely. MEPs as well. Uh, Change UK, though, no MEPs. Yes. And, I mean, and the vote around about three or four percent. So uh, Yes, I mean, Change UK, they... They did have one, um, one or two MEPs going into uh, going into the election. Richard Ashworth, 
here in uh, here in South East England. He was elected as a Conservative in 2014, and for a while before that, actually, um, left the party to sit back with the uh, European People's Party after the referendum in 2017, mm. and uh, then joined Change UK. He's uh, he's now out, but um, the problem I think Change UK had is they didn't really develop any other policies other than. Uh, fighting for a second referendum so they just became another single issue party and I mm. don't think they took off in the same way that uh, the, the, the Brexit party did. And I think the Liberals being established and for a long time saying they're, they're, they want to remain in the EU yes. of uh, taking I think tactical voting was going on there anyway not just from uh, the, the established parties but even from Change UK supporters yeah, so I knew think, that Liberals stood a better chance. Yeah, so I think they've certainly earned the right to say that they're the uh, the strongest pro-Remain party mm. I mean look at the results they had I know. Uh, so the South East then in which where we're apart in fact it's the biggest um, area isn't it of, uh, of all the yes. country in terms of the number of MEPs. We yes 10 MEPs 10. and we've got 4 for the Brexit party of course uh, led by Nigel Farage. Yes, he's he's back in. And uh, three for the Lib Dems, one for Labour, one for Green, and uh, one for the Conservatives. Yes, so, um, I mean, this is... The south-east of England is the strongest area for the Conservatives. So to come back in with just one MEP, and not just with one MEP, they came fourth in terms of the overall vote. They were behind the Brexit Party. The Brexit Party had returned three MEPs before Daniel Hannan was even named. Uh, the Liberal Democrats, they got two um, ahead of them, and the Green Party also got back in. Um, Labour Party only just scraped in with a single MEP there. But being knocked right down the list, that's got to be really, really painful for the Conservatives. Absolutely, yeah. And we have the unusual spectacle of uh, two MEPs being named with the same name. Yes, that was an interesting thing. In the south-east of England, we have two MEPs now, same name, two people called Alexandra Phillips. One for the Brexit Party, one for the Green Party, and they were elected one after the other. So um, Alexandra Phillips of the Brexit Party was the third uh, MEP elected. Alexandra Phillips of the Green Party was the fourth. Yeah. So they were named right after each other, and they've got to work together on uh, opposite sides of the debate. Yeah, indeed. They cancel one another out, do they, then? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes so, so, so one one for the other. There we yeah. go. Well, I thought when I saw the results coming up on the screen last night on the television, there'd, be, there'd been a typo, you know. Yes, no, no. <laughs> a lot of people thought it was an error, but no, it is correct. There we go. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, I guess Surrey um, uh, sort of following the trend nearly, uh, though a bit more support for the um, the three uh, remain parties yes. than nationally. I mean, Surrey is interesting because if we think back to the uh, 2016 referendum, Surrey split 52-48 again, but in favour of Remain. So the county as a whole was 52 Remain, 48 Leave. And within that, you've got uh, boroughs like Elmbridge, which was 60-40, Waverley, which I think was 58-42, uh, something like that. But a lot of um, that area, sorry, Guildford as well, split similarly. Yes, a, a, a real strong one for, for, for Brexit was uh, Spelthorne, of course. I think it was yes. around about 60%. Spelthorne, I think, was definitely the, um, the most biggest. pro-Brexit yes. yeah. borough. And nothing's changed here. I mean, if we look at the result, Brexit party, 40% of the vote. 
even the Conservatives on 10.6 there. Um, if we look at the, the rankings, Conservatives are, that's one of the boroughs Conservatives came third. Mm. Uh, still behind the Lib Dems there, but uh, Lib Dems only on 22% of the vote. Mm. Uh, their worst result in Surrey, if, if we're calling that a bad result, which I don't think we can. Mm. Um, but that, uh, that result from Spellthorne still very much pro-Brexit there. Indeed. And the, the Liberals then, their best results seem to be in Elmbridge with 38.8% of the, uh, the vote there, followed by uh, 36.5% in Mole Valley. Yes, I mean, can the Elmbridge result, that's going to be particularly difficult for MP Dominic Raab to take in, where, you know, he is a very pro-Brexit MP in a 60-40 pro-Remain constituency and being knocking down being knocked down into third behind um both the lib dems and the brexit party that's going to be really really tough for him especially as he's now trying to consider the party that he's right for the leadership yes very interesting i hadn't thought of that aspect of it but uh and of course the constituency boundaries for mps are a little bit different to uh to uh, council areas yes but uh, even yes. so it, it's a pretty close match there in Elmbridge yes it's only it's only right here in uh, Weybridge that uh, isn't part of his yes. constituency but the rest of Elmbridge falls under him yeah yes absolutely so, so mostly that and of course in Elmbridge uh, Brexit party was uh, still a, a pretty uh, good 27.5% 27.5% but interestingly enough their lowest result their lowest vote oh, share yes. across Surrey was in Elmbridge yes yes indeed you're right and yes. they still came second yes and you say they're highest in Tandridge with 38.68% Spellthorne was high in, uh, hmm. by my calculations 40.4% there right right oh yes indeed yes yeah so that's uh, the result of these elections of course the next question is is how long these meps are actually going to take up their seats well now. that's the next question i mean what we have to think about is how long is this how long is parliament going to be sitting for are we going to get a general election um before the end of the year i think there's a fairly high chance that we do i mean theresa may struggled enough when she became prime minister and then when she lost her majority uh, i think it's going to be very difficult for another conservative prime minister to come in and say that they can command the uh, respect of parliament because another prime minister without a majority or a mandate they're going to find it very difficult yeah and of course we've got a number of uh um, uh, candidates already announced to be Prime Minister from Surrey, haven't we? As you say, Dominic Wav and... Uh, Michael Gove Michael as well. Gove and, um, and Hunt as well. Yes, Jeremy mm-hmm. Hunt. Any, any of them could be going forward, of course. And um, think, I was thinking about this last night, watching all the um, results come in, and disastrous as they were for uh, the Conservatives. I can understand why Theresa May resigned um, on Friday when she did. It would be much better to resign then than to resign this morning after... After yes. those disastrous yes. results. Yes, everybody thought it would be today would be the way to do it, but yes. no, it's probably, once it was going to happen, it was best to happen anyway. Although, to be fair, I think if she'd resigned before Thursday, uh, she probably could have saved a couple of MEPs. They might have Maybe. got a few sympathy votes. But <laughs> there, there's <laughs> no point sure. really talking about the ifs. No. If no. only, a, a lot of things could have happened if mm. only, so there's not much point yeah. talking yeah. about that too much. Yeah. And I think I've said so by some of the political commentators last night, those parties who had a really clear message, like the Brexit Party and the Liberals, yes. did well. Yes, I think one of the things this really shows us is there's no appetite, really, for uh, middle way on Brexit, for any kind of middle ground, halfway Brexit, soft Brexit. We've tried to push that, the government's tried to push that, but 
obviously and labor has yeah and labor has mm. as well um so if you wanted to vote for a second referendum party you had a few to choose from if you wanted to vote for a hard brexit party you had a couple to choose from um if you were in the middle you had conservative and labor yeah but the results show that um their attempts to find a deal is not what the public wants the public is it, it seems that the public is either split between having a no deal brexit or no brexit at all and i think yeah. that's yes. what the that's what the debate is going to be from this point out there's no center argument it's just no. hot it's just no, hot, it, no it deal seems the no yes you know, a compromise suits nobody no uh, one going one way or the other will disappoint yes. half the population. Yes. I mean, Lib Dem MP Tom Brake, he remarked a little while ago that the Lib Dems didn't want to compromise on Brexit. They just wanted a second referendum, which, I mean, I don't know if they... Mm-hmm. I don't know what they'd do if a second referendum would still leave, but that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's another matter. Um, yes, I mean, I don't... And even if Brexit was resolved tomorrow one way or another, it doesn't mean the divisions that and the anger and the sentiment that people have would automatically go away we'll be dealing with those for years indeed indeed well that's our look then at uh, what's happened in surrey and uh, also nationally in the uh, european elections 2019 thank you very much graham Radio 